Hello everybody, welcome to this uh, top tips video from me, Jared March, the rheumatology physio, and we're going to use the knee as our example um, for this top tips video, where we're going to talk about differentiating out the difference between an osteoarthritis or a gout flare. That's a couple of questions I've had a few times on courses recently, so I thought I'd just put this little video together um, to help you guys out. As with all of my videos and blogs, this is not medical advice. If you are unsure, please do get some assistance. It is knee month at Physio Matters, so I thought I would jump on board the knee bandwagon. You can find loads more information at physio-matters.com. We have a specific bundle for that. Of course, if you're really interested in rheumatology, as I hope you all are, then we have the Rheumatology Room 101 event coming up in April. Tickets are on sale. They're going really fast. Head to rheumatology.physio forward slash event to grab yours. There's face-to-face -face tickets in Manchester, or you can get those virtually. It's going to be absolutely amazing really proud of the agenda can't wait for it get all your information at that web address as we get started into the video please do put any comments or thoughts um, in the boxes below always interested to hear what you think or what your experiences of osteoarthritis and gout are and um, i really do try and get back to all of the comments as well so we are going to talk about osteoarthritis or gout we're going to use the knee as our um, example of that. So the first thing I'd want to do is quickly talk about gout, calcium pyrophosphate deposition and pseudogout. Um, and if we were to use the knee, then clinically these are going to look very, very much the same. Um, they're going to present with inflammatory picture, red, hot, swollen joint, probably some early morning stiffness, pain in the night, especially the second half of the night as well. So from a clinical assessment point of view, they're going to look the same. Um, from a definition point of view, gout um, will have a uric acid crystals on aspiration from the joint. Pseudogout won't have those uric acid crystals in the joint. And calcium pyrophosphate deposition will show chondrocalcinosis on x-ray. Now, I want you to remember that um, chondrocalcinosis is extremely common um, in the population and just because that's shown on x-ray doesn't mean symptoms are related to it. In fact we're probably going to go with the likelihood in order of gout being the most likely, pseudogout being next likely and CPPD um, inflammatory changes related to that going to be the least likely. It is reasonably common um, about 1 in 14 men and 1 in 35 women are going to get um, a are going to get a crystal arthropathy over their lifetime. Um, men tend to be a bit younger anytime after puberty and women anytime after they've had their menopause. So it does tend to err into the younger people and this might be where we start to differentiate out but of course we know osteoarthritis can occur in the 30s as well. So let's talk about osteoarthritis or gout. We're going to use gout as our proxy for this, as the, all the um, crystal arthropathies. So when we're looking at a gout flare, we're usually going to see a sudden onset and it's often at night. So these patients will wake typically in the second half of the night. The inflammatory system starts reacting against those crystals and they suddenly get these symptoms. They get swelling, heat, redness and pain, which peaks after a few hours, often described as the worst pain they've ever had. These attacks then last a few days and then settle off. So we're talking about early 
are gout flares here. These aren't well-established long-term gout flares, but the earlier ones, the first few, definitely only usually last a few days, maybe a week. With osteoarthritis, what we will see with a flare is we usually get the onset after a trigger event. So this might be an increase in load. This might be some uh, form of injury. This might be some form of well, um, illness or uh, disruption to sleep, something similar to that. Something will trigger it and then you get the osteoarthritis flare afterwards. We usually will see more mildly inflammatory features comparative to a gout flare. So you might see a little bit of swelling, a little bit of heat, a little bit of redness, um, but you don't tend to see very angry looking joint. You can do, especially if it's quite a significant flare, um, but usually it errs a little bit on the milder side. The pain tends to be more related to activity than it does to an inflammatory pattern. So it tends to be worse with activity, improved with rest, um, and it tends to not be overly aggravating at night, although again it can be. The flares commonly last for a lot longer as well, up to 6 to 12 weeks. It's quite normal to have an osteoarthritis flare, so we're looking at far longer periods of time for this joint to have flared up. The other final thing that I would mention here is usually you wouldn't see an osteoarthritis flare in isolation. You would see that the patient has a baseline level of symptoms. So they might have some aching of the, of the joint on activity. Um, and then what happens is they get a significant increase in symptoms, uh, which then decreases back to their baseline after that six to 12 week period. Whereas with gout, we're going to see no symptoms. And then we're going to see this flare of joint symptoms, which will then re return back to zero. So there is quite a difference there. Now, of course, you can also have osteoarthritis and gout at the same time. So you could get gout of an osteoarthritic joint. So this isn't a simple um, yes or no definitive one side or another. It does take a little bit of investigation, thought process and um, understanding. So what do we do once we think we've picked it out? So if we've got a clear gout, much more likely to be gout uh, presentation or flare comparative to a clearly osteoarthritic presentation and flare, then with the gout, it's going to be managed by the GP. So I would be referring or seeking help from the GP to um, start appropriate medications. Blood testing wise, we want a uric acid test two weeks after the flare. There's no point doing it earlier than that. We want it at the two weeks point. And from a physiotherapy or a musculoskeletal point of view, we're going to look at addressing the lifestyle factors. Um, with gout, typically it tends to be more significantly present in people who have a high BMI, especially abdominal fat, smokers, patients with diabetes, vascular disease, um, and high alcohol intake. With, if it's osteoarthritis, then we're much more likely to keep that under the physiotherapy uh, banner or musculoskeletal therapist um, department. And we're going to look at load management in the early stages. So we might offload the knee in the short term if it's very, very aggravated. We might talk about doing smaller amounts of activity spread through the day or spread through the week. It's common to consider anti-inflammatories. They've been shown quite effective in the management of osteoarthritis and osteoarthritis flares. We're going to look for something topical. So a cream that we can spread onto the, in this case, the knee. And uh, we're looking for that to contain ibuprofen or diclofenac. And then 
we're obviously making sure that that patient has no um, contraindications to taking anti-inflammatories. If there are any issues where you think maybe they do or you're unsure, then seek uh, medical advice. Bracing or support is a possibility as well. So there are braces designed for osteoarthritis, medial offloader braces, for example. Um, if it is a flare, I think that's probably an excessive type of brace unless they're really, really struggling and they are quite expensive. They are quite fiddly to put on. Um, but um, even something like a neoprene wrap or um, even some tubigrip um, support might be beneficial just in the short term. We're going to address lifestyle factors, which again are really similar to gout. Um, we're going to look at the BMI management, um, dietary intake, smoking, alcohol intake, appropriate levels of sleep, and if there is any um, other lifestyle factors which could be implicated. Um, and then once the arthritis uh, flare starts to settle down, we can look at graded exercise programs, which have again been shown to be effective at managing osteoarthritis in the long term. So they do have some quite different, um, quite different management outcomes. Um, you may well need some assistance in differentiating the two conditions. If the osteoarthritis is really quite inflammatory, um, then it might be difficult to differentiate the two. And certainly um, x-rays aren't really going to help you to uh, differentiate out. The real difference is going to be that onset, like we talked about, that baseline level of symptoms. We would expect the osteoarthritis to have a bit of a baseline level of symptoms and gout to not have that. And hopefully those things will help you to differentiate the two conditions. So help you found that useful to differentiate those um, two conditions. We go into this in a lot more detail on my online courses or courses that are available on my website. I do face to face as well as virtual. There is also a, a recorded course. So just head to rheumatology.physio for all of the things that I create. Um, lots and lots of resources there. Lots more coming out soon as well. I've got some great plans in the pipeline. As I mentioned at the beginning, don't forget to head to physio-matters.com to see the bundles and further clinical um, education that we have there. I'll be back with more tips videos, more blogs, and hopefully you'll hit that like and subscribe button. Do put any comments below if you want me to talk about any specific conditions or any questions that you might have. And I'll be happy to um, make videos on those as well. Always looking for good ideas. So I'll see you next time on the next video and I'll bye for now.